0: Everybody, my name is Trisha and I'm the kind of person that gets embarrassed by just inconveniencing someone.
1: David here. I think it's high time Rihanna releases a new album. 2016, man.
0: And this is Conversations with Bright Ideas.
1: Let's go. Conversations with Bright Ideas. So I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and for some reason we always somehow divert into the topic of music. He keeps bringing up his point of view on how music nowadays is absolute trash. He always wants to go back into the 60s and 70s and, you know, live off that vibe. If there's anyone that loves the 60s, it's me. If they ever invent a time machine, the one place that I'd go to is 1969 Woodstock, baby. I mean, I'd be there.
0: Just mosh pitting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally every good artist played over there. And uh, But the thing is that his viewpoint always annoys me to a very minute extent and i'm not entirely sure why so one day i just thought i'd sit down and i think this through obviously this always comes down to the quality of music that we have and the thing is there has always been good quality music and there's always been trash music Mm -hmm. that's just something that's always been there and obviously music is a very relative thing like everyone's taste is very very subjective so like me criticizing one genre is obviously
0: it's a difference of opinion and not factual
1: exactly exactly obviously one person's trash is another one's treasure right so i guess wow okay (laughs) just just a very relative thing right (laughs) but I'm, i'm talking about real bad taste you know, bad music when you hear it. You can always point that out.
0: Or rather, if I can phrase it better, you know music is bad when society has deemed it bad. Not necessarily, though, right? Because I mean, obviously, still... if like the pitch is off and the tempo is off and the key is off. Okay, and... but then
1: that doesn't make it music, right? That's just noise, right? But then again, even p- people respect good noise as well. I mean, you listen to like a genre like shoegaze, and that's just basically a thousand layers of guitars over each other with a bit of drumming and some person humming in between. I mean, that's basically noise but people respect that sort of genre. So, okay, my point is it's a very relative thing. It's very subjective, and obviously we can't be criticizing it that way. But I feel, I feel that, uh,
0: I feel good.
1: I feel that the main difference here, at least in this generation, at least in this time frame, is the supply of music. Now, I'm not going to get into the economics of it, of, like, supply and demand, but you turn on a radio And 65% of the time, you're not going to be happy. That's not a factual statistic, I just picked that out of the air.
0: (laughs) It's just our own experience.
1: Exactly, you turn on the radio and you're most probably not going to be happy with the song that's playing. And there's nothing you can stop about that, obviously they play it for certain reasons. It's
0: commercialized. Exactly,
1: and uh, when we talk about, you know, the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, the supply of good quality music was a lot more prevalent back then. And the thing is, almost every song that was released was relatively good in its own way. Because to be able to record music was a big deal back in the day. You know, to to book a studio, to be able to invest the amount of capital that you have into the recording. And it it was a lot more different back then because it was all analog, right? It was recorded on tape. And to be able to mix music, it, it would take so much more effort and so much more mastery and so much more skill to be able to do something like that. Unlike... Today's time and age, where anyone that has a MacBook Pro and Logic Pro X could just, you know, record a song, release it on DistroKid, and get like a thousand streams in a day. It's so much more different now, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can even release music on TikTok, and if it blows up, it blows up.
1: It's it's the weirdest thing, right? Because it can blow up in any circle. It can be on YouTube because of a good music video. From what I've noticed, a lot of people get into certain genres like contemporary or alternative rock because of the music videos. But that's basically the essence of it, right? So every year, the supply of music it increases at an exponential rate, and I know we keep talking about the increase of things at exponential rates, but that's just the way it is, right? And that's just the way that technology has helped us to embrace that sort of culture and increase. With the increase, it's proportional to good quality soundtracks and obviously the not-so-great tracks. But the only difference here is now we have to excessively search for music that we want to hear. Where back then, it was all there in front of us, you know, we'd have it on vinyl, would have it everywhere. But obviously that's digging into the sense of relativity one more time, which I'm not gonna get into. Even when we talk about music from the 90s, I mean, almost everything has its own phase, right? For instance, if we look at the discography of like, George Michael, I mean, come on, he had weird phases. Obviously there was a time when he was in like, Wham! which had these very funky pop rock kind of grooves and you know, he had his own solo thing and he dug into the albums of like, Patience. And he went R&B exactly a bit of R&B and then he went really contemporary he went unplugged and all these phases were so different from each other even Prince I mean Prince had so many phases and there's so much that we can appreciate out of what he brought into the whole industry but he had some weird phases too you know some phases that people don't even know about because those albums are so hidden into the shadows and they're they're weird albums they're just funky and they're experimental and you know no one wants to talk about stuff like that but I think that's the essence of what music is, right? It's always constant development. We can't expect artists to do whatever they were doing since the beginning of time. That's, that's the evolution that I think should be appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Because what is creativity then, mm-hmm. you know, if not changing if not trying to do something different. And I think that's something that we can appreciate with music Mm -hmm. and something that we can actually hear for ourselves, you know, and we can relate to different genres of music when we are ourselves Mm -hmm. going through different stages in life or going through different changes. And I think that's something that really resonates with us as human beings. And I think that's something beautiful. But yeah, you were talking about like the surplus that we have of artists um, and music. I do understand why people say that, oh, I wish we could go back and and I wish I could live through the grunge era with Kurt Cobain and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these amazing artists that are no longer with us. But we have great specific genres nowadays. I do enjoy some of it. um, And we've come up with these new genres that can only exist after the 2000s because, again, of better technology and better accessibility and things like that. But It also just allows people to have a chance and to explore something for themselves, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. You know, you get to tap into a zone in your brain, which you normally couldn't do before. If you were a good singer, you were probably just a good singer back in the day. But now if if you're a good singer, you can explore that. And it's not as expensive to do it. You know, like you said, if you just have a MacBook Pro, even if you just have GarageBand on your MacBook That's more than enough. Yeah, true. And if I wanted to listen to all the music that was released, um, let's say in the past six months, I don't think I'll be able to get through it.
1: Yeah, it's not possible.
0: (laughs) It is not possible. So from, let's say, okay, let's talk about 2019 as a year. I would never, ever in my life, if I was to go through all the different um, music platforms... It would take me millions of years <laughs> to get through just the music of 2019. Okay, not millions of years, but it will take a long time. Yeah. And imagine storing that music physically.
1: Like in vinyl?
0: Like with vinyl or with CDs or, you know, actually having a physical copy of that. That's just not feasible <laughs> <Yeah>. at <laughs> all.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where Spotify and Apple Music came into the picture. Obviously, Napster was the pioneer in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they changed the industry. Mm-hmm. Right, to make it what it is today, but it's, it's amazing how they were able to commercialize something like that. Because if you think about it in the past, right, as an individual, you pay such a small fee for an unlimited plethora of all this music. Whereas mm-hmm. back in the day, to be able to even listen to one album, it took... It took an investment, you know what I mean? Yeah, someone it,
0: had to buy the album, and then you could burn it into a different CD, and then <laughs> okay, just bootleg like it. <laughs> that's part that, of the music, we're
1: not getting into legal <laughs> streaming here, but yeah, it's it's crazy, and obviously it took a lot more than just the investment, right, but it took the maintenance. To be able to maintain vinyls is not, it's not a joke. Uh, you know, cleaning out that static, making sure it doesn't get warped, maintaining it in the right temperature and whatnot it's like taking care of a child it's a big deal and i know because i have a couple of vinyls myself i mean not a couple a couple of hundred but yeah
0: i've seen your collection it's pretty cool
1: (laughs) and and i mean these things are commodities to me
0: and some of them the ones some of the ones you have are originals right like from from the 60s and 70s and 70s yeah Yeah. that's pretty damn cool
1: it is so
0: what are some of the ones that you have
1: countless beatles albums actually I, i haven't even took the time to count how many beatles albums i have but all the way from the start uh, from the With the Beatles to Rubber Soul to Revolver, and obviously Abbey Road. I have the original Abbey Road, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, and the, it's the coolest thing, right? So I was able to inherit all of these albums from a couple of my relatives. It's not easy to be able to play vinyl anymore. I mean, to be able to get, like, an equalizer and uh, the turntable and obviously the preamp. There's, like, quite a bit of investment that goes into the whole operation and to be able to maintain the vinyls, like I said before, it's, it's a pretty big deal. So I inherited all these from my uncles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and shout I've out seen to them. It.
0: I've seen it. I remember once helping you organize your collection, and we tried to do it alphabetically yeah, according to a, artists. That took
1: almost like two hours in itself.
0: Yeah, and you had one vinyl, at least one vinyl for every letter, except yeah. like the funky ones like X and Q. Yeah. That's which you true. should you should definitely get a queen vinyl, by the yeah, way.
1: Yeah, that's just definitely thinking. next in the list. But you were talking about you know, music from 2019, but getting into that whole arena of, you know, appreciating modern music uh, or the current music that we have now and to attempt to listen to that much music from a single year. Uh, You were talking about this one guy, right? Yeah.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. There's this one comedian that I started following. I've been following his, um, shows and things for like two years now um, and his name's James James Acaster, he's a British comedian. He released or he published a book called Perfect Sound Whatever in the year 2017 I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it talks about how uh, first of all that he had like a really crappy year in 2016 and in order to cope with that in order to cope with his crappy year he decided to look at the music industry and now he's accumulated over 500 albums just Gee. from the year 2016 and there're 500 albums in vinyl
1: okay wow yeah
0: and doesn't I'll, sound
1: like a bad year <laughs> i mean
0: it was i mean i think good things come out of bad things sometimes but right. That's pretty sick, right? Like, he's listened to so much music. He obsessively listened to so much music from 2016, Mm -hmm. and he found great gems, and he claims that 2016 was the best year for music.
1: Okay, I wouldn't say that. That's still a very relative thing. Dude, check. Check. Okay, no, but look at how okay, many. To my knowledge, obviously Rihanna's album is there. <laughs> as <laughs> Which per I your love. opening. Uh... That is a guilty pleasure. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, but Beyonce released her album. Oh, right.
1: I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers the as Red well. The Red Hot Did Chili
0: Peppers released their album.
1: Wait, I'm I'm, I'm going to research this right now. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm going to research this right now. Kanye West released his album. I'm just looking at this on Google. Chance the Rapper. David Bowie.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Released
0: an album. Radiohead.
1: Yes. Oh, that was such a good album. Radiohead. Drake's
0: album came uh, out yeah. in 2016. Yes, I think album so. Yes. well. I'm trying to look for that. Kendrick Lamar. There we go. Ariana Grande.
1: Yeah. A bit of Metallica. The Weeknd. The Rolling Stones? No way.
0: That's what I'm saying. And okay,
1: yeah. This was actually a good year.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's so much depth. It wasn't an empty claim.
1: Take me back to 2016.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One thing that uh, James Acaster said is that he still, to this day, gets recommendations for music from 2016. Right, right. And he said that he'll never be able to listen to all of it. Mm -hmm. And he's listened to the trashy ones too. Like, you know, there's always trashy music, but that's pretty insane, right?
1: Mm, Yeah, true. And to think, I mean, Obviously, he explored 2016 for that particular reason. But every year probably has those gems, mm-hmm. right? It's just a matter of searching and excavating it out.
0: And that's the beauty of music, I think. When you do find something, it's so precious. Yeah. I am a sucker for hit songs. I love listening to Billboard Top 100 mm-hmm. of the year, you know? I, I'm a sucker for that. But there's, a, there's something really nice when you listen to bands that are not very known that's true. or artists that are just coming up yeah I'm, I'm
1: a sucker for those type of bands to i honestly, know those you are bands.
0: definitely the, you've given me so many recommendations yeah
1: to be the only people that know this hidden gem i don't know i feel there's this there's this weird sentiment that we yeah. have
0: like you're part of a secret club or something yeah. <laughs> or it's just you have this knowledge that nobody else does and
1: maybe that's just a hipster move Maybe. I don't know. But there's something about finding good canon music out there. Mm -hmm.
0: Because there's just so much of it. So when you do find something that you like, keep it.
1: Yeah, true. Or share it. What's your view on finding good music and keeping it to yourself as opposed to telling everyone around you? Because obviously it would be beneficial for these little underground bands to have that, you know, to have more recognition in this case. But when you keep it to yourself, obviously that level of sentiment still stays with you. And, you know, you hold it precious to yourself. I I don't know. I think it's a very sensitive topic, maybe. But
0: no, it's I I get that Um, when I really like the music and I've listened to it enough that I'm comfortable with my relationship with the song or whatever, or my connection (laughs) rather with the song or their album or whatever, I'm open to sharing it because I know it like spoke to me or i feel we're
1: taking this to like a spiritual level no
0: i mean but i think music is you know very much connected with spirituality but anyways that's that, like that's different. that's a way different topic. yeah but i also do like keeping music that i find to myself mm-hmm. because like everything else in the world music taste is something that people judge you by yeah dude getting the aux cable or connecting to bluetooth in someone's car is one of the most terrifying things but that someone is serious can go pressure through. <laughs> like if you
1: think your examinations were pressure i mean this is real pressure
0: people lied when we were young <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's why so i like keeping some of my music taste to myself um
1: are you gonna go on a ramble on your k-pop liking no <laughs>
0: not in this episode i think it deserves its own
1: one okay